A silky is a different start. My name's Kyle Bowman. Welcome back to the Nux Misconduct Network. We're about to start an episode of Silky and Filthy. If the people don't know, yes, if the people don't know, this is the original show on the network. And I already, I already talked to you about how there's been a lack of production with the OG show, the vintage show. And if you have a problem with it, let me know. But just by putting that out there, my God, I've been dropping, I've been dropping the ball here. This is silky and filthy. You're home for puck talk and bullshit. Yes, puck talk and bullshit. Come on, Kyle. Yes, I'm talking to myself. Trevor Beggs does all the work. He does all the writing for the show. I haven't done shit. I just pressed oh, record. Man. Why are you being so hard on yourself? Like you said, oh, it's the OG man. show on the network. It's a great network. Fucking four shows making your hockey life a little bit better with every goddamn episode. You got to love it. And you know what? Yeah, we, we've been around for a little bit, man. I still remember, I think the first... This probably even wasn't on Nux Misconduct, but the first official episode of Silky and Filthy was about uh, Pedersen being on Pornhub. Was it? Oh, yeah, it was. It was because he because he was. He yeah, was on Pornhub. Pornhub. His first After goal. NFL game, made it on Pornhub. You got know, that's, uploaded that's a big to Pornhub. For a guy who's uh, barely legal age. Dude, should we, should we upload our hockey podcast on Pornhub? Only the episode where we introed with the noises of eating. You know, oh, the really ASMR shit, ASMR. Ah, porn. in a pot, as uh, as Cardi B would say. Porn is so overrated, man. What about glory hole porn? You, you dove into that recently, didn't you? You're listening, yes, listening to Silky and Filthy. Come on, Kyle. Welcome, 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 all you Silky Studs, to another episode of Silky and Filthy. I'm Trevor Beggs. He's Kyle Bowen. This show, again, part of the Nux Misconduct Network. He had four shows on this network. Power of the Towel with Nick Bondi had Farhan Lalji on this week. Sipping on a 40 with Kyle Bowen, host of the post-game show here on the Nux Misconduct Network. He's got a different guest on every episode. Of course, you get the quickie with me in the morning. Uh, right as your morning wood comes up, boom, the quickie's there on your phone. <laughs> and of course, this episode of Silky and Filthy, Puck Talk and Bullshit, is where we take a look more around the NHL than just talking about the Canucks. But of course, we're bound to talk about the Canucks too, right, Kyle? I mean, ah, man, come on. We have sipping on a 40. We have sipping on a 40 for that. I know Trevor doesn't get his fix, I guess, even though he has, you know, four slots on the network dedicated to the quickie okay doesn't get his canuck fix enough i guess he has to bring it up all the time on this program but it's okay because it's the west coast bias baby all right it's also the nux, it's also the nux misconduct network okay and, and that's part of true the reason behind silky and filthy filthy is again get the puck talk out there get the bullshit out there there's more going on in the nhl that kicks ass aside from just the canuck so we, we got to talk about that too and some shitty stuff too got to talk about some shitty stuff as well i mean shitty uh, stuff silky and filthy last, last week took on a whole different note with uh uh, the NHL coming late to the party in terms of getting on the Black Lives Matter bandwagon. Thankfully, they made up for it, though. Yo, Tab, you you came out with the chirp straight off the jump, jumping on their bandwagon. Trevor Beggs still has things to say. Trevor Beggs hosts the Silky and Filthy, and I'm one, too. Yes, Kyle Bowen talking to you. Again, the show is on the Nux Misconduct Network. Yo, isn't it ironic that bullshit, you have to go through bullshit to move forward in life? Isn't that weird? Why do you have to go through the bullshit? Come on. 
Come on. And I'm only bringing this up because, again, it's been a, it's been a bizarre year. A lot of, you know, downfalls and a lot of bullshit. Yet, for some reason right now, I guess it's because it's September and I've always, I've always referred to September as the start of the year. Okay, we're pro- programmed that way as people here in North America going to school in September, right? Since we were little kids, it's the start of the new year. Something about September has me feeling more hope for the whole world. And we'll look back at all the bullshit the world went through in 2020 and, you know, just realize that it had to happen. I guess that's the only answer I have. That's how I'm feeling right now. It's this ginger lemon tea, okay? And some Erica Badu. That, that's what's happening in my life right now. Yeah, you got your system, man. I'll, I'll give you that. And, you know, again, there's some... You have an optimistic point of view of the world, man, because there's definitely some embarrassing things going on. And uh, I think when I talked about how it was embarrassing that the NHL was late to the party with the Black Lives Matter movement, and, and granted, they, they, they made up for the mistake, there was chirps aplenty online. And, and it wasn't people... Uh, it was basically people being racist for lack of a better term, man. So uh, I don't know. I guess it's uh, it's an interesting time out there in the world, but uh, lots of embarrassing yep. things going on, including Kyle. And I want to talk about this as part of the three tasty takeaways today here on Silky and Filthy. What were your thoughts on Jason Kenny, the premier of Alberta, <laughs> kind of slipping in a little advertisement right before the Canadian national anthem saying, come to Alberta, we're, we're in the best day. Eh? Dude, man, why is everyone hating on this dude? He's loving his... His hometown. And he's also, you know, giving giving the people a lot, you know, offering up his province. And I'm using the term his loosely here. But it's it's the guy, the face of the, the whole province, right? Come to my province. A lot of people pissed off that he, he had the audacity to play that before the Canuck game last night. But, hey, like I said before, he's doing this for us. That province is doing this for us. Why not? Why not? Now, are they... Are they showcasing the best of Edmonton and the best of Calgary, the two primary cities in Alberta? No. Okay. It's it's the outer skirts of the hub cities. It is what it is. It is what it is. But I'm, I'm not mad at him. If if that happened in Vancouver, if the, the bubble was in Vancouver and whomever is in charge of those decisions was like, yo, Kyle Bowen, K-Y-L-E-B-H-A-W-A-N, we need you to make this video to have people come to the province of BC, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. That's your hometown. He didn't do that for the rest of the world. He, he literally did that for, for Edmonton. And it, I don't know if it worked because, again, there's not much to see there. You know, there's not much even in that little clip. But, hey, he might have uh, gotten some people intrigued to buy a vacation there sometime in 2022. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, I, I kind of wonder what the American audiences would have thought of that because I think – to me, as a Canadian, it seemed really cheesy and out of place. And, and maybe it was because it was between both anthems. For those who missed it, this happened right before the Vegas Canucks game, Game 5. They played the American National Anthem. Then there was a pause. And then Alberta's premier came on to talk about how great Alberta was for 60 seconds uh, before uh, another young lady sang the National Anthem in Cree, which was a nice touch. Uh, hadn't seen that done before, but... I don't know, man. Maybe dope. if it was before the anthems, maybe if it was during like an intermission timeout, but just when he slipped it in there between both anthems, oh. it, it, felt little, it felt a little sleazy, felt, felt a little out of place. Oh, okay. Okay. I didn't connect the dots there. Okay. This guy's a smart dude. He's getting that prime time slot. Yeah. He, there's he silence. Really that prime time slot. Right in between the, uh, the anthems, right? That, that's a silent time. Even in the living room sometimes, you know, some people are quiet during those times and he just had to get himself in there but hey it's his province where the game's at in his province 
it was bound to happen. That's, that's probably part of the bill, part of the deal. Hey, we have to have some ads here. Let's get in there. Uh, what, you know what they could have done to avoid people getting mad? Is bring out the check for Wayne Gretzky. You know what I'm saying? Straight up, nobody would get mad at Wayne Gretzky. Nobody. Now, could you imagine, could you imagine if they, if they got Mark Messier to do it? Holy shit. Oh, no, no. <laughs> they missed out. Hey, that's a bullshit. <laughs> they missed out. That would have been something. That would have been something. There would have been riots on Scott. Oh, man. Mark Messier shouting on Alberta right before a Canucks game. Oh, that's oh man. They missed game. out. They missed out. Oh, man. Should have had just had Batman just giving Mark Messier a massage in the background. Oh, man. Extra effect, man. Jesus Christ. Wow. That's terrible, man. That's terrible. Uh, Speaking of terrible things, I'll get to the second tasty takeaway I got. And if you listen to the show before, I love to shit on Florida. Kyle loved to shit on Arizona. Uh, I don't know if you love to shit on Florida as much as Arizona. Not to ask you about it, but uh, there was news with the Florida Panthers. They've signed uh, Bill Zito to a five-year extension as their new general manager. My question to you, Kyle. Will Bill Zito, well, who, what's going to last longer, Bill Zito as the Panthers GM or the Panthers in Florida? Now, now you said extension. He's the new GM, right? Or was right, he? Yeah, he was, he was fine, signed to a five-year deal, I guess I should and, say. And, and where did he come from? Not the smartest dude here. Where did Bill he come Zito from? Bill Zito was a former agent. Agent, so they're doing the Gillis thing. And yeah, he, exactly. he still found a way to get five years because it's going to be a process, right? That's what he, he told the people. I need five years because this is going to take a long time. <laughs> what a good time to sign a goalie to a 10-year deal. Right? <laughs> right? Right? Yo, how does Florida survive? Does, does, it, does it continue to have a hockey team if the GM is telling its people that this is going to be a process? I don't know. I don't know. And uh, I was thinking about this, right? I don't understand the economics of the NHL. I'm not the expert, right? But I, I know for a fact the league has lost money. A lot of people have lost money, right? Right? Yeah. So, so when things open up again, I wonder how long the leash is going to be for these fucking franchises that haven't found a way to, to get people in the building. How long is that leash going to be? Is Batman going to save these cities again? I don't know. I don't know. Because, again, the league lost a lot of money. Florida, yeah. do they have time for this? I hope yeah. not. I hope not. I, I hope, and when I say that, it's not that I, I wish and I dream of the day that Florida leaves. I, I really could care less, okay? I really could care less, right? I, I, I'm from Green Bay, Wisconsin. I'm from Vancouver, British Columbia. Got a couple teams. I could care less. But I really hope that by the time, at some point in these five years, that that roster of hockey players is appreciated by wherever that mass is, but the by the masses. Yeah, straight up. And I think that mass, and I think that mass is in Quebec City. To be to be completely Ooh, honest. Ooh, okay. The best names in NHL history, and they had a rabid fan base. So, you know, it's just too much symmetry, man. Eight Canadian teams of thirty-two teams in the NHL, and you know, fuck Florida. Florida <laughs> in 2018-19 had an operating income of minus twenty-one million. They haven't had a positive year. For operating income since before the 2004-2005 lockout. It's been nothing but losing and lost dollars in Florida for a fan base that frankly couldn't give a shit about that hockey team. So get oh, it out no. there. Get it you, you saying that there's 8,000 who are so pissed off at you right now. But hey, 
just just know we're not really really talking to you we're not blaming you 8000 people okay right we're not we're not the the franchise though and the culture that it's built through its what first 25 years i guess plus it's not working it's not working it's not working and again and it just lost some money i don't think that leash is going to be very long uh, who knows what's going to happen bro who's who knows what's going to happen it's the florida panthers real talk man it's the florida panthers man i, I, w- I will say though um and this is one piece of positivity you know bill zito maybe the agent route does work maybe you get someone who's like a mike gillis who's forward thinking uh, who the fuck knows? I will say Bill Zito got a great neck, super thick neck. <laughs> and maybe you don't want to fuck around with those guys. I got, sometimes I worry about a guy like... Uh, with a thick neck? Um, why, why do you worry about dudes with thick necks? Well, I mean, they're, they're just scary dudes. You know, Jim <laughs> Benning's like a, a less scary guy with a thick neck, but he's got a thick neck as well. So uh, maybe thick necks Boom. just last in the game a lot longer than Do you should. need different, like, different types of t-shirts with the, with the larger neck hole? You're definitely not wearing a tight turtleneck. That's for sure. Mm, That's true. Unless it's custom made. Unless it's custom made. All right. And I know turtlenecks to a to a degree kind of have come back in you know street street wear and with the younger people. I'm not young anymore. Okay, 27 years old. Okay, I'm barely walking. I wonder (laughs) if it continues because if it does, I might start rocking a turtleneck. The winter's coming up. Let's see if it works. You would look great in a turtleneck, man. I'm, I'm kind of picturing, uh, hey. what's that Drake music video? I don't know. <laughs> you said, Tell me on my cell phone. He's wearing the <laughs> turtleneck. Oh, bling. oh, yeah, he was wearing a turtleneck. Okay, so is it comfortable, though? Do, you, do, I, do I think that me acquiring a, a turtleneck to wear will, you know, bring more comfort into my life? Because it's, that's what it's for, right? It, got, it kind of goes well with your artsy, podcasting, green tea kind of look, you know? Oh. Like you got okay uh, nice glasses fresh haircuts you okay know, the turtleneck would work okay that. okay maybe i'll be rocking i don't know man i'm probably not gonna be rocking turtlenecks i'm probably not gonna be rocking turtlenecks it is what it is well what's the third tasty takeaway on silky and filthy all right so this is this is more of a question i have to you but it's also a shout out because of course show with the west coast bias we love to shout out the bc buds on this program kyle listeners there are three BC buds right now who are playing pretty fucking fantastic in these playoffs. Facts. And they are Shea Theodore, Jamie Ben, and Matt Barzell. Really the only three BC buds that are making an enormous difference right now. Uh, Kyle, I'll, I'll ask you right now, and I think it really comes down to two players, but of those three, who would you take on your team right now to win the Stanley Cup? Great question. Great question. And it's probably going to be... I, I think with Quinn Hughes doing what he did this year to the people of Vancouver and showing the people in Vancouver that this is what a defenseman can do to your franchise. Based on seeing that and experiencing that in 2020, I'm picking Shea Theodore. The dude's really good. The dude's really, really polished. Really polished. And a lot of skill there. And he finds ways. He finds ways to always get points and always be in the right place at the right time. And he's probably only getting better. And once again... Nothing against Matthew Barzell. Uh, I I wouldn't even put Jamie Benn in, in, in this conversation. Yeah, a L- little, yeah. little older, but he's having a great playoff. Yeah, straight up, he and he's a warrior. Fun. He's a fucking beast, man. There's not yeah. a lot of Jamie Benns out there. The dude will do a lot for your franchise. But yeah, I, I know. Shea Theodore. Cool name, too. Cool name, too. 
Yeah, hard to go against Jay Theodore. Uh, I, I would go with Matt Barzell just because we've seen this guy be a dynamic hockey player since he came in the league three years ago. You look at Shea Theodore, and, and, and I think this season has really been his breakout year. He's been a good defenseman since coming into the league, don't get me wrong. He's at the peak of his game right now. And, and I don't know, maybe if you're trying to win a Stanley Cup this year, you take the Shea Theodore, a defenseman, come at more of a, of a premium. But Matt Barzell is just a crazy playmaker, man. And for an Islanders team that their goal scoring is sporadic. Let's let's be honest about that. It's not really their... their, their, their the bread and, and butter. butter. But Matt Barzell... Matt Barzell makes some crazy ass plays. They're peanut forth. butter and jelly. <laughs> They're green tea with hot water. Yeah, look, I'll give you one stat <laughs> right here, and maybe this is uh, kind of useless. <laughs> sorry, what's that, bud? <laughs> I, I I pressed the wrong button, bro. I'm sorry. I was gonna I was gonna play this. Hey, that's a bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Oh man! What a show! What a hockey show, man! Here, here's one more thing I'll ask you, man. Which which of these three BC buds would you most like to smoke a BC bud with? Oh, great question! And that's Jamie Ben. That's Jamie Ben. Okay, guy's a warrior. Been through a lot. Even the guy who's you know been trashing the Sedins and uh, you, know. you know what? Forgive and forget. Forgive and forget. Okay, life is long. Forgive and forget. Because because here's the thing, right? If he represented Canada again in an Olympics or something, probably not going to happen based on all the talent in this damn country and with the younger players in the game. But still, if he did, we'd be cheering for him. And remember how good he was in 20, was it 2014 in Russia? Bro, he was so good. He was so good in those Olympics. So good. I'm over it. It is what it is. Chirps. Chirps. Yeah, good good answer, man. I'll take that. I'll take that. I I would go with Shea Theodore just because I think it'd be the most uh, inspirational uh wow. guys going with you know the guys overcome testicular cancer straight up guys from aldergrove a little bit of a a, a greasier hole in the wall compared to you know <laughs> Coco or, or, or Barzell and Ben They're are doing from terrific wow everybody's got some stories from on the hood there so uh yeah I'm, I'm going with Shea Theodore man if I'm smoking a blunt with Jamie Ben right we're talking about all the fights that he's been in I just want to know about those stories how many times he's been scared to get into a fight because he doesn't say no to anyone doesn't say no to anyone. He just gets in there and he scores bingos. Probably has some great stories too. I don't know. I don't know. All those people, man. I still want to smoke a blunt with Henrik and Daniel Sedin. You know, they're in the city, man. It's got to be doable. They must have a nice patio for smoking a joint. Probably in, in like the British Isles overlooking oh, the water. Oh, and they're just sitting back, legs up, smoking blunts. Just watching their old highlights. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would be, that would be such a crazy day. Straight up, right? Having great conversations, smoking these blunts with the with the the, the twins, the Sedin twins, Vancouver legends, and just watching their their replays, especially in that two year stretch. It, it would have been no. It's going to be a fun time. It's going to be a fun time. It's going to happen. Who knows? Who knows? On Silky and Filthy, we talk about a lot of things, including great. some bullshit, but also the future. Yeah, exactly. And stay tuned for that. You know, Silky and Filthy content creation. It'll be like Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. Silky and Filthy go to the Sedin's house. Bro, that's a movie. That's a movie. Okay, okay. All right. So the the Sedin twins, I think they were very underrated players. Funny that you bring that up. Very underrated players throughout NHL history. Like they got their respect on the West Coast. Uh, Not so much around the NHL, maybe until their last days. But Kyle, I wanted to ask you this. uh, As we're, you know, Maybe more than halfway through the playoffs here, you could say. Yeah. Uh, who has been some of the mo- what some of the most underrated guys that you've seen out there uh, for any team right now? Good question. Good question. 
Underrated, underrated. Well, if we're going to keep it on the West Coast, one guy that's really impressed me it has been Brock Besser. And I think he gets hated on a lot, but the effort is always there, and he's still picking up points. I still, I think he has 11 points. He still finds a way to get it done. And again, he, he, he's trying really hard. There's this, there's this next gear that I've actually seen in his compete level, and it's, it's those things that, that you got to look for in, in the biggest of games. He's not, he's not at all completely invisible. Maybe he's not picking up points, but, but the, the team, the city has a lot of people on this team that are that are picking up a lot of points. I think they have three three players that are already at a point per game. How much do you want, Vancouver? You know what I'm saying? Hughes, Pedersen, and Miller are probably at a point per game that this city wants everyone to be like, come on, come on. Brock Besser has has upped his game in these playoffs. He's doing the small things right. He's really been impressive to me. Yeah, I, I think I'm glad you mentioned it because he he is kind of shit on a bit in Vancouver for some reason. And maybe it's because he's not quite on uh, Miller's level, Hughes' level, Pedersen's level, but he's been damn good. And I think the main thing that bugs people at Brock Besser is he goes for long stretches without yeah. shooting the punk. And he admitted that last night in the postgame presser after the Game 5 win, where he played arguably his best game in the playoffs. Uh, he's, he meant that he needs to shoot the puck more, and he's had too many games where he hasn't shot the puck. But that being said... He's still finding a way to get on the score sheet. Looking at the stats right now, he's tied for 22nd overall in playoff scoring with 11 points in 15 games. There you go. Uh, he's tied with he's tied with Canuck captain Bo Horvat, another guy who I would put in that conversation for some of the most underrated guys in the playoffs. Just because he gets buried in that conversation in Vancouver. Bro, we're we're so, we're so much on the bias train right now on Silky and Filthy on the West Coast, the Best Coast on the Nux Misconduct Network, Kyle Bowen and Trevor Beggs. But you brought up Bo Horvat. I'm gonna be real, man. This guy's been a fucking a fucking rock. The Canucks are not the best team. They're not the best team, bro. They're not. They need the puck, and they barely have the puck when they're playing these elite teams. They, they're, they're finding ways to win, though. I know that matters. Just win, baby. But th- what this guy's doing on the face-off circle, and, and I know we had a bad game yesterday at the dot, but it's, it's amazing. It's, it's shown us that, oh, man, this guy's a, a, a playoff performer and just... Just able to to step it up, step it up. There's a, a next level to his game, which is which is somewhat alarming because he's been in the league for a while and he he always seems to surprise you with something new, with something new. And and this right there, him put, him picking up goals. I think he's at eight goals, nine goals. I think he's at nine goals already. Could have got his tenth last could night. Be 10. Could be could ten. Be and he's the best faceoff man in the playoffs. That's cool. Yeah, that's cool. He does a lot for that Canucks team. And uh, again, maybe not always the most noticeable guy guy at even strength, but, you know, if he goes a few games without scoring, he usually finds his way on the score sheet one way or another. And and in this playoff, it's been in bunches, right? You know, four goals in the first two games against St. Louis, a big goal against Vegas in in game uh, game two. That was really the dagger there. Um, You know, he's just been a, a rock for this team. Great choice for captain. And, Again, I just don't think he gets the love around the NHL because, A, Canucks West Coast team don't always get that love. That's why I got to tune into shows like Silky and Filthy with the West Coast bias. Yes, yes, yes. He's behind a bunch of other stars in Vancouver as well. So uh, I'm glad that Bo Horvath had a bit of a coming out party. And for me as a future dad, seeing this guy activate his dad mode, uh, take it to the next level, I just, I just hope I can do the same in, in my life, you know, two months from now. Yeah, straight up activate his dad level. 
So you would, uh, what, leave your kid as soon as she was born to play some hockey? No, I'm joking. I'm joking. But it, <laughs> <laughs> I was in the NHL. What are you doing? <laughs> right? Come on, Let's man. Go. What a time, man. What All a right. time. So, right. We, we went pretty heavy with the Canuck bias there, but I, I'm going to give a shout out three more names uh, for players who I think have been kind of underrated, not uh, as discussed as much in these playoffs. But uh, the first is New York Islander Anthony Beauvillier. This guy's been almost like a Matt Barzell light, creating offense, scoring timely goals. Spark plug. Uh, the way he plays the game, he's all over the place. He kind of reminds me of a Tyler smaller... I was going to say mustard salt, you know, Jonathan mustard salt. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he reminds me oh, of that's him. Bad comparison. Yeah, exactly. And and the Islanders, again, they, they do lack that superstar talent outside of Barzell. And, and Beauvillier has really kind of stepped up into that role in these playoffs. He's got seven goals in 14 games. Uh, it, uh, fair, in fairness, a lot of those came early on against Florida and in their first series um, against Washington. But still, this guy's been great throughout the playoffs. Big part of their success there. Um, another guy I want to shout out, uh, I'm going with the old man on this one, but uh, uh, Joe Pavelski. Yep, Joe Pavelski, again, a little under the radar after just having a shit season in Dallas. And suddenly this Dallas Stars team that couldn't score is potting goals in the playoffs. Bro, getting hot. You want to get hot. Bro, you think Joe Pavelski cares about the regular season? This guy played on San Jose. All right, this guy don't give a fuck about the regular season, but he's a gamer, bro, an absolute baller. Joe Pavelski's that type of player, and I've seen a lot of Dallas Stars games. Dude, this guy tries so hard. He tries so hard. At his age, I think he just understands. You know, save it save it in the regular season. Cool down. You've been there. You've done that. And go get it done in the playoffs. Straight yeah. up, yo, the more and more I, I watch hockey and, and the more and more I want the, want the most from my city, it really has me thinking about load management. You know what? We'll get into load management, possibly finding its way into the NHL on next week's episode because I got a couple theories. Fair enough, man. Fair enough. And, and I will say this before I wrap up on Pavelski. Six even strength goals. Uh, that's tied for second most in the playoffs, only behind John Gabriel Pajot. And his Dallas teammate, Dennis Gurianov, who had four in that one game against uh, against Calgary, I believe it was, in the first round. Cool, cool. You could even put Pajot up there on this list, eh? Yeah, I, I, I kind of went with Beauvillier over Pajot. But yeah, Pajot, has been he's been earning the dollars. He signed that huge contract, obviously, for the Islanders. And just another part of the solution there. You know, you, again, you look at some of the cup winners recently, like St. Louis. Uh, and they won with a group of guys who don't know how to play fucking hockey together. It's not teams like the Canucks that are top heavy with superstars, but lack the depth right now. Teams that win, you gotta, you gotta be able to roll four lines. Like Vegas is doing like the facts, Islanders facts, are doing. Facts. And Pajot's a playoff guy. He's a baller baller. We've seen him do it before. Yeah, definitely, man. Uh, last game to shout on the list here. Uh, Nazim, the dream cadre. Uh, again, he got uh, cast away in Toronto for not being disciplined in the playoffs, but man, is this guy proving his worth? Yeah. Uh, eight goals, 16 points in 13 playoff games. A big part of Colorado's success. And by the way, Tyson Berry, pointless in five <laughs> playing games. Had to bring Trump. it back. Had to bring Tyson Berry back to BC, bud. Just to just to say Nazem Kadri is doing what he's doing. Shout out to Lebanon. Shout out to Kadri, man. Just a uh, a unique player. A lot of a lot of teams don't have a guy like that. Yeah, fair enough, man. Fair enough. Uh, again, uh, Tyson Berry, I do wonder. Uh, Rob Jandell, our fan, our Canuck fan, Abby fan too, on nuspisconic.com, our prospect expert, did talk about will the Canucks kind of revisit Tyson Berry this offseason? I don't think it's going to happen because of the cap, but I wonder if Barry really wants to play here, if he'd, he'd take a team-friendly deal, and and if you'd even want him. 
Who knows? Who knows? I'm the wrong person to ask. I'm Kyle Bowen. You're the smart one. <laughs> hey, there's a bullshit. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah, he's not coming back. All right. All right. So we talked about the underrated guys. And then I, I, I kind of wanted to wrap up with a quick top three of players in, char- in, in the lead for the Conn Smythe Trophy right now. And you got to go with three of the best players in hockey right now. I'm going to go with Miro Heiskanen of the Dallas Stars, number three. Nathan McKinnon, number two. And Elias Smytherson, number one. Wow, in the gave, him the, gave him the funny name there. Yo, have I been saying Elias's name wrong? Because I'm seeing more people just pronounce it Elias. Uh, I think the Swedish, when he, again, he had that one interview in his rookie season. He said the Swedish way was Elias Petrosen. That's his way. And, uh, and the English way he thought sounded best was Elias Peterson. <laughs> so it's, and we've it's just combined thing. two of them. We've combined the real one and the fake one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I got to start calling him Elias. Because now I'm liking that name. That, that name's dope. And, and Elias has proven to the whole fucking hockey world that he is a top five talent. A fucking baller. One of the best players in the NHL. Let's be real. Let's be honest. Yeah, he's had such an impact on this Canucks team. And if they do get by Vegas some way, somehow, it's going to be because Elias Patterson <laughs> yeah, straight is doing that shit insane thing. Straight and up, straight I up. McKin- I know McKinnon's been crazy for Colorado and Heisen's been crazy for Dallas. Uh, but man, just what the Patterson's impact to the Canucks is, is just insane. Facts. To the team. So Elias sounds nice. Elias Con Smytherson sounds even better, bud. Hey, hey. Damn, we run into the list. I like it. I like it. Yeah, lists all over the place, man. And, and that's about all I got. Is there, is there anything you want to talk about, Kyle? Well, we uh, I do. I do. And, and okay. why don't we do it quick styles, okay? So we're going to run Asshole of the Week, okay? Asshole of the Week. And and we'll end it with uh, with a quick, quick, quick talk about, you know, a great conversation on our network. You're listening to Silky and Filthy. Fuck you, asshole. Fuck you, asshole. <laughs> Who's the ass? Who's the asshole of the week, dude? Oh man, well, I, we were we were thinking of talking about this last week, and of course, they're talking about uh, the Black Lives Matter movement and uh, the hockey impact instead. Uh, but we had to shout it out, Jonathan Marchesso, man, Jonathan Marchesso. You're a professional athlete making millions of dollars a year, and I get he's competitive. You can see his fiery nature on the ice, but this guy literally tells a fan. To go suck on his mom's titties. Yeah, what what's up with that? Are Those chirps are so bad, bro. Man. No, I, I, you know what though? Like nobody should, nobody should go onto his family's photos and start chirping him from there. That's kind of that's just creepy. That's just creepy. That's weird. I, go I, get I mad. But I think that mustard salt should have really thought about those chirps because they're just so weak and immature. Okay, I I enjoyed I enjoyed how he would end. His little rants with "You're wasting my time. You're wasting my time." I fuck with that. Okay, it's a little, it's a little petty, but again, people are chirping him. Do do as you please. Just just keep it, keep it somewhat in the box. And, and if you're gonna go outside the box, don't cross the line. And also, don't use such, such minor and, and goofy lingo. Titty boy, suck on your mom's titties. Or what did he say? Something. Suck on your mom's titties. That's what he said, right? That is something yeah. else. That is something else, okay? So when when these images go out and the rest of the sporting world looks at it, that, that's 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 it. That's that's uh, one of the faces of the NHL right there. That's one of the uh one of the quotes 
from one of the players on one of the best teams, okay? Suck on your mom's titties. That That is that is some grade four, it shouldn't be, but that's some grade four level chirps. That's some, that's, that's some weird stuff, bro. Yeah, that's like when you first learn swear words and bad words. But yo, you, you know, someone pisses you off on the playground and you're like, just go, just go suck on your mom's city. I'll say this though. I'll say this though. The, the more and more I watch this series, it reminds me of, of what happened after the San Jose series in the first round last year between Vegas and again, San Jose. Obviously, Vegas got fucked in mustard salt. And, and I know I'm saying mustard salt a lot here. That, that's one of my favorite names in the NHL. I think I'm saying it right, okay? Jonathan Mustard Salt was so mad. He's so mad, and, and rightfully so. We got to see a, a glimpse into his competitive nature. And now since the, the city of Vancouver is against his team, he hasn't had the best series, and this guy's fiery the whole game. Not, not even just to the refs. He's taking his slashes on our best players. He's getting a punch in here and there. He's always talking shit. He's always looking mad. So I'm not surprised that he would respond to hecklers again, commenting on a, on a family photo. Just, just get that titty language out of your vocabulary. Okay. Okay. When he, when he said, uh, he also said something like, uh, what you have a little dick or something to someone. <laughs> oh, really? I didn't see that. No, it's, one. it's, it's the same one as the, uh, suck your mom's titties. I, I think it is. If you can find it, uh, just interrupt me. But, but hey, I, I I think that oh man I think that if oh I lost my train of thought I'll, yo this is what happens when I'm thinking about this guy's messages bro it just has me going all over the place because they're so fucking they're reckless they're reckless <laughs> yeah the, the the other one I have in, in front of me was um, this one girl commented on the photo and she's like she looks like she's like a teenage girl saying like. Oh, your something like your kids look like divers, just like you or something. Wow! Like that. And he basically just like told her like, "Shut up, you ugly bitch." Oh, what? <laughs> yeah, but you, you, you literally have the audacity like what? to respond to teenage girls. That's a bullshit. <laughs> this guy has little man syndrome, and I'm sure that does him well in the NHL. But you gotta tone it down on the social media. Seriously, make your make your profile private. Do something, or just ignore it, man. Have thicker skin. Uh, you know, somebody's commenting on, on a photo with their families. I could see why you, you would think that's kind of crossing the line. And, and again, he's a competitive dude, really cares about the game. Somebody's calling him a diver. I could see where it would warrant a chirp back. And, and again, we're not we're not professional athletes. We're not celebrities. We're not even big-time podcasters, okay? We haven't reached those levels where hecklers come onto your profile and just chirp you. We don't know how it really is and how it really affects you. But, man, do a little bit of screening because you, you can't be heckling at a a fucking 15 year old girl like come on what are you doing bro just be a little smarter i didn't i didn't even know that i didn't know that i thought he would just i thought he was doing a little bit of screening to the people he was fucking chirping back to what a ridiculous story bro what a ridiculous story that that's going to live for a long time it really will it may not it may not reach uh the the front page in the media circles but definitely amongst hockey circles and and bar talk a hundred percent do you remember that time mustard salt just went off ridiculous man ridiculous that that was silky and filthy you got anything else to say other than listen to that conversation between farhan and nick bondi on power of the towel over the last couple weeks trevor Beggs and i we've had conversations we're learning more about ourselves and about issues that that really matter in the hockey world and the world itself and then we had farhan hop on our network and just do a a really articulate job you, it, very insightful you, you learn 10 times more 
a hundred times more from that conversation than our two episodes last week. And that's not a knock on us. That's not a knock on us. We admitted it. We're trying to learn more. And and once again, that that, that conversation on Power of the Towel on the Nux Misconduct Network it is one that, even though I wasn't necessarily a part of it physically, it, it's something that I'm proud of. I'm proud of to have on the yeah. Nux Misconduct Network for the hockey world. Yeah, I mean, Nick's been killing it week after yeah. week, getting better and better. And he, he's an amazing host at this point. He's had some great conversations. The Dollywell conversation was a little bit more Canuck-centric, uh, but the conversation with Farhan as well was just as fantastic, if fantastic. not better. And fantastic, fantastic. It, it sheds light on the whole movement. I think Farhan, being in the bubble, has great insight into what's going on there. So yeah, uh, Nick did Nick did a great job of getting the best answers out of Farhan. So yeah, again, go subscribe to the Nux Wisconsin Network. You get all ranges of shows. You get puck talk and bullshit here, which is all kinds of uh, silly and serious. And then you get bullshit. shows like Power the Child with Nick killing it. Oh man, oh man, I pressed that button a lot of times. Look, look. I felt it in this episode a little bit more than other Silky and Filthy episodes. It's been busy at the studio. So many episodes coming out. We got to step it up. Kyle Bound has to step up to production on the show. Who knows? Maybe I'll smoke a joint, listen to some music, and get back to the basics on figuring out how to make this part of that. We'll, we'll make that suite of shows better. A little bit better. That's what we do on the Nux Misconduct Network. We make your hockey life a little bit better. Let's go make the network a little bit better itself. My name Kyle Bowen. That's Trevor Beggs. Hey. You sign it out, okay? You always sign it out. Yeah, March is so very deserving ass out of the wheat. Pedersen, deserving of the Con Smytherson label. Uh, enjoy the playoff hockey. Enjoy the rest of the Canucks run. And we'll catch you clean bastards next time. Peace, 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 peace. Hey, there's a bullshit. <laughs> peace, man. Good work. Good work. Thanks,